Hello, hello, hello. I love starting my podcast like that. I don't know why. (laughs) Anyways, this podcast episode right here is for the 2020 Miss North Ontario Delegates. This is an episode that I did live on the page and for those who missed it or maybe my internet cut in and out, I apologize if that's the case. I hope you take these tips to heart because they are the tips that helped me win the Miss North Ontario pageant. For now, on to the intro and then into the good stuff. I'm Nichelle Thompson. Welcome to Everything is About Your Health the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn, to learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic whole body approach to healthcare. It uses manual hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize BioFlex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level. It is a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgeries, reduced and eliminated medication, and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain. So please, join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly and indirectly. I'll start recording that now. All right. So I made some notes for you guys. I have about five pages here of notes. Um, And I kind of shared a little bit about uh, that yesterday of what we're going to go over. But for those who don't know me, my name is Michelle Thompson. I was Miss North Ontario 2012, so already eight years. Crazy how time flies. Um... So I won the pageant back when I was just in grade 11 and a typical day for me was school, uh, competitive dance and a Zoom instructor. And that's actually how Cheryl first saw me. She saw me on stage and she approached me and said, you know what, you would make a great candidate. Would you consider joining? And honestly, guys, the day that I decided to join was the day that changed my life and I never regret it. And now I'm the owner of a therapy clinic, um, heat therapy, holistically elite alignment therapy. I'm a certified athletic therapist and manual osteopath. And I really credit the Miss North Ontario pageant quite a bit uh, to my excess because it gave me confidence early on as a young woman and um, public speaking skills and all those really great Um, skills not every adult actually is comfortable with. So I I thank you for that, Cheryl. So once again, the overview, we're going to go over two categories and subcategories inside. So the first one we're going to go over are categories like outside of the show, and then we'll switch over into categories inside the show. Because 
overall you're going to be judged on every aspect and these aspects are super super important because you could kick butt um, during the show but if you don't have the other things in place or, or if they weren't well done like in terms of your entrepreneur or your NOFCC ambassador beauty with a purpose um, stuff like that if those weren't well done that can actually hurt you um, in your overall scoring when you move further and further into the final night okay so um, essentially, I want to start off by saying that pageants, there's so much more than just putting on a dress and walking up and down the stage. Like I said, it's going to be these categories outside of the show that are really going to contribute to your overall score and therefore help you move on during the competition. So this competition is unlike anything I've ever experienced. You know, being a dancer and gymnast growing up, it's a very competitive atmosphere um, and there's a lot of jealousy and then you could arguably say a little bit of cattiness. And I thought the Miss North Ontario pageant would be just like that. You know, I thought pageants were like you saw on TV and I thought they were very um, catty. There's no other better word for that. I thought it was just going to be a, a bunch of uh, catty girls, but honestly, the, everyone is so nice and very supportive because as much of a competition as it is, it's the most supportive group of girls you'll ever meet. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about it is because you'll be connecting with these girls even years later and you'll still have support even after the pageant is over with these same girls. Oh, and I see Grace and Emma on board. Hi, guys. So you're just in time. So I was stalling a little bit for you. So the first category is the Entrepreneur Award. So this category is all about the, how many sponsors that you can get basically in the book. So I approached all the businesses that I had close relationships with. If, if you're not comfortable just going up to a random place, then try to get the businesses that you are comfortable with, like the dentist that you've seen since you were six years old or the chiropractor or physiotherapist or whatever, the dance studio that you were at and the hairdresser. So those are the ones that are targeted first. And to make it more appealing for them, what I said is, could you just sponsor me, but instead of you having to work on the artwork, I'll take care of that for you. So what I did there was I offered them value and I took that aspect out of them. So all they had to do basically was say, here's a check and that's it. So that's what you kind of want to do right now as well, especially during this time with the pandemic, things are a little bit weird. Businesses might not want to, you know, give out money the same because they aren't making money right now. So you want to be able to give them value. So not just say, I'll do your artwork because some might already have it done, but I'll give you an example of what I do for my business. So as you guys see here, I have a microphone here. I record podcasts. And what I do is if I'm interested in, you know, finding new clients and things like that, I won't just message people or cold call people and say, hey, is your back hurting or your neck or whatever the case may be, um, I can fix that for you. What I say instead is I look up people oftentimes on LinkedIn of, you know, different businesses or colleges or whatever. And I said, hey, would you like to be on my podcast to discuss the importance of fill in the blank? And then I get them to come to my clinic so they get to take a look at it and get comfortable. They get to know me and I'm giving them value first by saying here, 
you can be on my podcast and I'm going to be spreading it all over my, you know, my social media platforms and all that. And what they do in return, because they're trying to promote themselves as well, they will put it on their social media platforms. And then my awareness will spread in the community of Sudbury. So that's how I angle it. And you can do the exact same thing. So when you're approaching these businesses, you can approach it like, hey, let's take a picture or whatever, or what promotions do you have going on? I'm a part of the Miss North Ontario pageant and we have to have sponsors and I would like to promote your business. I would put it on all my social media platforms and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys kind of get the idea. So essentially you're doing free advertising for them outside the book. You're also putting it on your social media platform, which is king and um, like king basically when it comes to advertising nowadays. Okay. So that's the first category uh, for the entrepreneur. I'll leave you with the last note there. Bring value before asking because there it's very human nature to think, okay, what's in it for me? Okay. So that's how you can get around it, especially during this time. If you're a little nervous asking businesses to do that, knowing the circumstances right now. So the next category is the NOFCC. And that honestly, it's my favorite category. It's, and it's my favorite fundraiser. That's why I sponsor that um, award today. And I was actually the winner of this award. So I raised about a total of $6,500. And um, side note here, the winner of this award, so whoever raises the most money, will get a $200 scholarship from me. Um, and also too, I made a side note here because we think of NOFCC of, you know, giving money to families who have children who are diagnosed with cancer, but I want you to learn even more about it because I interviewed Dana Caruso on my podcast and you just have to go to Spotify. The podcast is called Everything is About Your Health and it's episode 27 with Dana and I just learned so much that I actually didn't even know about it and I think it'd be very valuable for you guys to know, especially when you are talking and trying to promote this fundraiser, especially with these social distancing times, you wanna be very well versed with this and to be able to communicate uh, that effectively online because um, you guys will probably have to do like GoFundMe pages or things like that where people can more easily donate to, not just within Sudbury, but also um, around the world too. And if you guys um, like the podcast, also side note as well, um, I interviewed Cheryl on episode 14. So if you want other things that we spoke about there, that's another option for you guys. So things that I did when things were in these social distancing times, I did a raffle draw. So my brother was um, MVP at a hockey tournament and he won a TV and he donated that to me. So I was able to raffle that off. And then later I just asked for donations and then I did 50-50 ticket draws at the hockey game. So that's how I did it for myself. And the next part is beauty with a purpose. Honestly, this is one of my favorite uh, categories. I should actually make another video for you guys to show you my scrapbook. Like it's huge. It's like this thick. And I basically did like every single thing that I won in terms of like little awards, especially focusing on community involvement. That's what the judges want to see. They want to see how much you are out there helping the community and all the things that you're involved in within your school and all those types of stuff. Especially you have to be, I think a little bit, um, not as hard on yourself during these times because you know, 
things are a little bit weird so we're going to be judging accordingly but you know just try to showcase yourself as best as you can and, and think to yourself what do I want the judges to know about me and then that's the things you want to showcase and other ideas if you aren't you know an artsy type if you don't want a scrapbook then just make a YouTube video and get creative that way or make a letter and put pictures like make it your own be creative do what you got to do to make yourself um, stand out and finally, so this is the last category for the outside categories. It's just the App Fit Fitness Award. So this is kind of a fun one. It doesn't affect your score too, too much. But things that I did to prepare for that is I did a lot of yoga videos on YouTube and hit videos. And you can find those on YouTube like nothing. It's, it's really, really easy. And then ultimately, you know, just motion is lotion. I tell my clients that all the time, just move. It's very good to get into that habit to maintain a healthy and active lifestyle well into your adulthood as well. Okay, so now this is probably the category you guys are gonna be more so interested in. And it's the pageant tips for all the show, like in the show categories. So we're talking about the photo shoot. That's the first one, cause you kind of, you get there and everybody you know meets each other and you play a couple games and then you'll get into a photo shoot, which was super fun. So there are some tips here. And after this is over, I'm going to leave, leave a link. Sorry, I'm like freezing. If I'm like chattering, don't, don't worry about it. I had to like turn my temperature down in my clinic because we're not working here. I'm trying to help my landlords out. Anyways, it's freezing in here. But um, I wanna share tips and they're gonna be on angles, lighting, and to practice your face in the mirror. But what I was gonna say before I got interrupted and distracted with uh, the chattering is I'm gonna put a link after this video is done of a YouTube video that I found was very helpful, um, especially if you aren't comfortable with posing or positioning. It's uh, sharing a lot of like really great tips on how to position yourself and make yourself look like more feminine and photogenic, okay? Because there's actually an award, uh, the Photogenic Award. So as weird as it sounds, you wanna not just take selfies and practice your face or practice your face in the mirror. And why that is, is because you wanna go a step further because when the camera takes a picture of you, it's not taking a mirror image picture of you that you're used to seeing your face in Snapchat. Because if you've ever taken the selfie with the actual camera on your phone, it like flips it and, you, and you're like, ooh, that's not a really good picture. So you have to know how to work your face, not with only in the mirror, but when the camera is taking your picture itself. So I actually learned that not from Miss North Ontario when I was um, competing in Miss Teen Canada. So now it's called Miss Teenage Canada. And it was one of the directors that said, yeah, you're, you, you think your face looks weird because it's reversed compared to what you're used to looking at in the mirror. So that's a tip, just practice how you position your face when the actual camera's on you. So you can see, oh, I raised my eyebrow up too high here, or my mouth looks crooked, or I should hold my chin up a little bit this way, and all those types of tips that are super simple that make a huge difference. Because you also have to consider the camera just takes a 2D picture, but we're 3D. So you just have to do those little tips that just make you look more like you, if that makes sense. And the next one is the Dr. Renee Montpellier Scholarship Award. So this one is just a general knowledge test. So you want to familiarize yourself with 
uh, knowledge of Canada and like the history, the history of Miss North Ontario, and, and actually even look up a common knowledge test or a general knowledge test on Google and actually take it just to kind of see um, uh, different things that you might not consider are common sense or just general knowledge just to kind of familiarize yourself like this is not mandatory it's just I like to have control and be as prepared as possible so these are types of things that I did because that will just help to reduce the stress the next one is best in evening gown now this is probably one of the bigger tips that I have because it is a huge part of your stage presence and all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna go a little bit slower here because I hope you guys are taking notes because it's super good just to keep going back because if you're just listening to me right now, that's great. But as the time goes on, you actually forget more and more and more and more of the advice that I share. So I definitely, definitely encourage you to take notes. So um, the, one of the things that I did when I had no pageant experience was I, I looked a lot on YouTube and I searched up like how do you walk in a dress and how do you walk in a swimsuit when I went on to later competitions and um, how do you like hold yourself in an interview like I did a lot of research I was very very diligent and I essentially summed up all my tips in these five little notes for you guys so hopefully you don't have to do as much but in terms of tips to walk in a dress and stuff like that I definitely would look up YouTube videos and that for yourself um, I also did things like I searched up past winners on YouTube and studied them so this goes to like Miss Universe Miss Teen Canada Miss North like I I did all that and I kind of practiced in front of the mirror as well and I compared okay this looks better on me and, and this doesn't and I also recorded myself walking because we all have different body shapes so what would look good on me may not look good on you and vice versa right so you have to you know just have fun with it especially during this time when you have nothing else to do you might as well just prepare yourself and have fun so you know just put up your camera and just kind of walk and pose and and just kind of play around with it and most importantly actually practice in your dress in shoes like in heels that is my number one recommendation for this category because you want to be comfortable you want to feel balanced you want to feel poised you want to feel confident and you want to make sure your dress doesn't trip you on stage basically is what i'm trying to say um so essentially when you're walking on stage you want to feel very graceful calm controlled and you want it to appear very smooth like you're gliding across the stage essentially so you want to also practice while smiling because what you don't want to be, you don't want to be so nervous and, and feel like you're just like a deer in a headlights and forget to smile and, and because a smile just makes you look a lot more confident and calm and that relays to the audience as well. And the other thing is I have is your eyes as well. So you guys probably heard the expression of smile with your eyes. That's another really crucial thing when you're on stage because again, you don't want to have that deer in the headlights look and you also want to confidently kind of like look around the room and acknowledge the four parts of the audience. So I, as a dancer, would always split the audience into four categories. So like quarters, okay? And as you're walking kind of along the stage, you can kind of take a few seconds to look at each quarter of the stage or, or sorry, not the stage, the audience. And then when you get in front, you wanna also like make eye contact with each of the judges. 
because you want to be mem memorable and you want to show that confidence and all that type of stuff. And I know I keep saying confidence, I'm very repetitive, but I'm a huge believer in repetition is key. So bear with me. Um, just making sure I'm not missing anything. Oh, and another important thing as well. You, there's two other things is when you're posing, you want to not just pose and then quickly walk off and then pose and then quickly walk off. You want to again, glide, pose, and then take your time. So you want to make sure you're not spending any less than three seconds per pose. Cause that just gives the audience and judges a feeling that you're just rushing and you're not very comfortable. And that's not the impression that you want to give off. You want to give off the impression like, Oh, the lights on my face just feel so good because it was so cold on stage and now I feel so warm and I'm just very grateful to be in front of you all and and uh, share this experience and, and stuff like that, right? Um, and the other thing, the last thing is when you walk off stage, you want to continue your performance into the curtains because oftentimes it's very natural to think, oh, I'm done and then stop smiling right before you get off stage and then not look at the audience anymore. But instead, you want to keep walking off the stage and keep smiling, smiling, smiling. And then when you get off, then stop your performance at that point. Okay, next is interview questions. So the questions that you can write down right here are very common for any pageant judges to ask you. And the first one we all love is tell us about yourself and you'll have about a minute to share the important points that you want to bring up to the judges. Okay. So what I would recommend and what I did for myself is I made um, a list and it doesn't have to be a huge list, um, but I made a list of things that I wanted to make the judges aware of. So I'm very, very involved in the community and how much I raised for Miss North Ontario and what I did and my drive and discipline and that I was a dancer and, and all those types of aspects I wanted to bring light to because in my mind at the time that is what made me stand out compared to the other contestants. So you just wanna find what makes you feel, um, makes you stand out the most and that's what you share with them. The next one that you maybe want to bring up is what you did uh, for Beauty with a Purpose or like your platform, so like what you stand for. When I was competing for Miss Teenage Canada, I, um, my platform was mental illness. The next thing you might want to consider sh uh, sharing as well, like I said, was the work that you did for the Northern Ontario Families of Children with Cancer. Um, and... The other question that you might be asked as, as well is how would you promote the North? So how would you promote, promote Northern Ontario if you became Miss North Ontario 2020? So you want to actually pre-plan out answers to potential questions you could be asked. Um, I learned that trick as well before I competed in this pageant because I did a lot of research and a lot of the winners that I studied said that they already had pre-written down questions like uh, like sorry pre-written down responses to the questions they thought they could potentially be answered or um, asked 
So that's what you want to do. You already want to have a general idea. And I wouldn't write it out word for word unless that's how you learn. But I would just write simple point forms so that way you can kind of finesse and, and talk and, and fill in all the words that you want at that point in time. Because sometimes if you remember too much word for word, then you can get a little bit lost. The other thing is you, when you walk into the room, the judges are going to be kind of in the back, like in a table, and it's going to seem very intimidating, but it's not. It's a very nice atmosphere. Trust me, every year, that's what the girls say. So you have to go in with a mentality like, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends, okay? So when you go in there and you shut the door, you want to have good posture, a good presence, a nice bright face and smile, and you're going to go over there confidently, shake the judges' hands, whatever, and then you're going to sit down. And what you want to try to remember to do is just don't slouch, don't look bored, like look like you want to be there and that you're engaging with people. And the other thing is, before I, I, I kind of move on too quickly onto the makeup aspect of this, is you want to speak in a conversational tone. So you don't want to be speaking super, super, super fast like this. You want to make the judges feel comfortable when they're asking you a question. You just want to have a conversation with them. That's it. Because one thing is you don't want to freak out with your answer, okay? And I use the example that um, Michelle was Waldy. So she is the coordinator of Miss Teenage Pageant, and she shared this tip with us when we were in there, and I just thought it was hilarious, so I'm going to share it with you guys. And she says, you know, if they ask you a question, just answer the question. Don't, don't worry about what your answer is necessarily. So she gave us the example of them saying, what's your favorite color? And you said blue. And then you go to your parents and you said, oh, mom, they asked me what my favorite color was. And I said blue, but I meant red. And oh, I'm going to lose now. Like, don't worry. What they want to see is that you're able to hold yourself. You're able to answer the questions and speak well and have a conversation and that you're approachable and that you would be a good fit for the Miss North Ontario title. That's it. So if you you kind of mess up with your answer, you just kind of go along and flow and just see where it ends up and try to be as precise and clean cut as possible. That's it. That's your goal because you're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. So you go with the flow. When we're talking about makeup, so I did a lot of research on makeup of what um, is appropriate for the interview aspect and you want to almost have a very soft fresh glamour look so you don't want to have like the super super bright red lipstick and the like the pink and the purple and the blue eyeshadow and and stuff like that you just want to have like very soft more natural kind of tones that just accentuate your features okay um, so in terms of that, so you want to stick more to like the mauves and the nudes and the, and the corals and, and like don't like thick on your eyebrows, like leave all that for the stage because when you're on stage, the lights are super, super bright. So that's when you want to wear the red lipstick and the bright eyeshadow if that's your thing and, and the dark eyebrows and the big fancy hair, that's when you do that. Okay, and the other tip that I have for foundations is if you're going to get a spray tan, you want to make sure that your foundation matches the spray tan that you have because you don't want your face to be like white and then the rest of your body tan. So that's something to consider that you might not have considered otherwise. Okay, so I embrace my pastiness. I love being <laughs> very, very pale. 
So I never really did the tan thing. But again, it's all about what you feel comfortable with. So if you do go that route, just make sure your foundation matches. And if you have to do your own makeup because you're either A, more comfortable with doing that or there isn't um, you know, enough people to do your makeup, whatever the case may be, um, then you want to make sure you're doing your foundation into your neck and even into your ears so that everything's very well blended. Okay. This, uh, the last, one of the last things too is the outfit that you wear. So you just want the outfit to be clean, polished, and professional. Okay. That's, that's the main thing and whatever makes you feel comfortable. So I wore, um, little capri pants with a shirt, but many other girls wore dresses. Um, so whatever makes you feel comfortable, go with that. As long as you look clean, polished, and professional, you're good to go. Next is public speaking. So you want to practice out the speech out loud as many times as you can. That's what I recommend. And honestly, at this point, I would recommend memorizing it because you're going to be stressed that day. It's going to be, you know, the final show that night. You just did the interview and you're trying to learn the, the, the opening routine and there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in your head. So if you can take control in whatever areas you can, that's what you want to do. That's your objective. So in terms of your speech, memorize it because you're going to be able to take times and you guys see actually how I use my hands when I speak. You're going to be doing things like that. And you're not going to be looking down at your page the entire time and just reading off the page. You want to make eye contact with the judges and look at each of the judges and smile if it's appropriate and, and use your pauses dramatically if you need to and kind of draw them in and um, that type of thing again says confidence. You also want to fluctuate your tones in your voice so that it's not a constant monotone and boring speech. It's going to be a lot more exciting and drawing because it is important. See what I did there? It's just, just little tips and it takes practice doing that. So practice out loud. Don't just practice in your head, practice out loud. And like even practice when you're standing up and, and put your little like teddy bears or pictures or whatever and actually imagine doing it and, and acting that out beforehand so that you can be prepared as possible because if you actually relive a moment or if you actually create a moment in your head, then your brain doesn't know what's real or doesn't know what's fake. So the more that you practice something in your head, the more that your brain just associates that as an event that actually happened and therefore the more confident and comfortable you will be when you, will be when you actually get into that situation. And lastly, so these are my last bit of tips, is how to prepare for the questions when you're on stage, so the final questions on stage. I YouTubed, again, YouTube is an amazing tool, I YouTubed final pageant, or pageant final questions, and what I did is I would watch and wait for them to ask the questions, and then I would pause it, and I would answer the question myself, and then I would play it and then listen to the contestant's answer and then I would just compare what I said versus what she said and said, oh, okay, I liked how she did this. Oh, I didn't like how she said this. And I was very um, kind of, um, I guess you could say constructive that way. And I kid you not, I probably did like over a hundred different videos and just practicing different answers and questionings and all that kind of stuff. Because the, the thing is, you might be at, um, asked a question that stumps you and you're not sure. But 
all you need to do is just talk and kind of find a way to wrap it around into something that you want to say. That's kind of the trick of it, is just can you answer questions? And what I would also recommend as well is actually set a timer on your phone for 20 seconds because sometimes it's very easy to mumble on and on and on and on and on and on about a subject, but you wanna just wrap everything up in about 20 seconds so that you have an idea already in your head when you're on stage of what 20 seconds is like so that when you're in the moment that's making you feel under a lot of pressure, you're good to go. And I would recommend looking up Olivia Copel. If you guys don't know who she is, she was Miss Rhode Island, Miss USA, and Miss Universe of 2012. And she is honestly, out of everyone that I watched, one of the best at answering questions. And the reason she's the best at answering questions is because she looks super comfortable upstage. She has a conversation with the person like asking the question to her she has a conversation conversely with the or, or concurrently rather with the audience with the judges everybody so it just you kind of get drawn right in it just makes her very very likable she speaks at a very very nice pace and she doesn't say um or like smacks her lips and her posture is superb and all of this makes her feel or, or makes you think she's very, very approachable, which is exactly what you want when you're going to be giving somebody that title. So guys, that is it. That's all the tips I have. And if you have any other questions for me that you want to um, ask me, maybe not necessarily here. Oh, I see a couple of things. So I'll just kind of look through this. So you guys can ask, actually ask me questions here if you want, or if you feel more comfortable, just send me a private message and I'll get back to you later. So it says, do you have your podcast on Facebook as well? I don't have Spotify. Um, so no, I don't have my podcast on Facebook. I'm not that technologically inclined to be able to do that. Um, but Spotify is free. So if you download, it should be good. But if you want to download Anchor as well, it's also on Anchor. Oh my gosh, they were so helpful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, thank you. Absolutely. My eyes, good. Good, yeah, I really hope you guys got some uh, value out of this because sometimes it's just things you don't really think about during this time. And... um. Even too, one thing that I can leave with you guys is when you're in times of quarantining, we're treating it sometimes like a holiday. And when I say that, what I mean is you may be, you know, baking a lot and eating a lot of that kind of stuff, or you may not be working out the same, or you may have the mentality, oh, like when things get back to normal, that's when I'll get back on my routine. But you don't really want to do that because the holiday mentality is like, okay, when it's January 1st, when it's New Year's, that's when I'm going to start my New Year's resolution and that's when I'm going to start working out and that's when I'm going to start eating well and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what you want to do if you haven't already and you've known you got into a little bit of a slump and you haven't really been diligent with stuff and you kind of been pushing things back, you have to write a list of to-do lists of things for yourself or it's not going to get done because before you know it even though July seems like a really really far ways away it's not and you want to be prepared and not scrambling at the last minute so that's my piece of advice is don't treat this like 
a holiday, don't say I will do it, take advantage of this time that you have now because everybody has time right now. Do you have any speech topic recommendations? My speech topic recommendation was about mental health. I lost one of my high school teachers to suicide. So I spoke about the importance of that and speaking about that um, and making it relatable because what you don't want to do is speak about something you aren't passionate about. So I'm not going to give you any recommendations um, because you want to speak about something that's close and dear to your heart. When you're speaking to the judges, you want to relay your passion about it. And if it's something that you aren't passionate about just because Nichelle told me to speak about this certain topic, it's not going to give the same effect. So you just want to um, find something that kind of gives you fire, whether that be, you know, like I'll give you an example of Olivia Copel. Like I'm obsessed with her because she was Miss Universe my year when I was Miss uh, North Ontario. So I studied her a lot when I was preparing for the national pageants. But she highly believed, just in this example, that everybody and every student and every child should learn how to play an instrument. And her rationale and reasoning was, if you learn how to play an instrument, your reading skills improve and even your math skills improve. So she thought just overall that would be a good thing to add into the curriculum because it would boost the uh, scores that they do. They do like these standardized testing. So that's what she believed in and that's what she was passionate about. So that, I hope that kind of sparks an idea for you, but even things that you do or, or certain um, regimens that you have or the importance of a routine, like all of these are kind of ideas that I hope kind of spark your, you know, your creative juices. Do you have any tips for determining a platform? I have a topic, but I don't know how to word it. Um, Keisha, maybe you can private message me and then we'll talk about that a little bit further um, because I don't want to steer you wrong because again, your platform, if you have an idea but don't know how to word it, maybe get maybe we'll discuss that further um, to make it more applicable for you, okay? Um, and any other questions? Again, if you don't want to answer or ask on here, just message me. Going once, going twice. Okay. So yeah, guys, and if you have any further questions, again, please do not be afraid to reach out to me. I have time. All I do is, is uh, make YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, good luck. And I can't wait to see you guys in person in July. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast.